ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to a special edition of Mental Wellness uh, Mondays, a day of the week, um, where we are sitting down uh, with uh, Dr. Olga Philippa Nell, our favorite clinical psychologist and children's author. And uh, we are going to have some, I think, very sobering and very serious discussions, something that we have, honestly, we've been putting off for quite a while now. Um, so yeah, welcome to everyone who's been a fan of the of the series of mental wellness discussions. This might be something that scratches that itch, uh, but it is very important that we get into them again. And we're obviously very happy to have you here, Dr. Nell. Um, it was always a highlight whenever we got to sit together with you. It's good to be back. Good evening, listeners. Mm, Even listen to that, if listen the to circumstances are not so easy tonight, right, guys? Yeah, yeah. I was saying, you see, Phil, it's been so long. She's now formal, you know, good evening, um, gentlemen. Yeah. I shall now bequeath my wisdom upon thee. Um, <laughs> That's because she's been on radio too much. Multitudes. She's been corrupted by radio. What a terrible format. Ugh, radio, the ghetto. <laughs> Only losers work in radio. Ugh. Mm. Boy. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, so um, this is a podcast by Two Broke Tumbos that obviously focuses on mental health. And the reason it, uh, it really uh, started up and had its own space was uh, because of uh, Dr. Nyarai Paweni. Uh, and Dr. Nyarai was uh, the, the driving force behind the mental wellness discussions. She's the one who found us, the guests, every week. Uh, she uh, gave us uh, um, insights and uh, prodded us in the direction of what we should talk about. Um, so it is obviously a big loss. Uh, in uh, in our lives, and I think in the lives of many people. Uh, if you are not aware, and if this is your first time finding out, then Dr. Nyorai, who was an integral part of our podcast, we lost her in uh, January this year. And um, I mean, we had a tribute episode and we spoke about it, but honestly, I, we've really been avoiding the topic in general since. It's such a difficult thing to talk about. Uh, very often on that mental wellness podcast, we had Dr. Nell would join us and it would be the four of us together with Dr. Nyarai and we had some robust, great discussions about mental wellness. Um, she was obviously such a, like a sunshine of a person. So it's mm. very sad that we're in the mm. space where we, we don't have her anymore. And I mean, uh, I guess this is the time that we need to start putting into practice uh, some of the lessons that we've had about grief uh, and dealing with such situations. So uh, here we are. So I hope everyone who's listening doesn't feel like this is too too heavy a topic, but sometimes we have to face some of these discussions. Sorry, Dr. Nell, I was cutting you off. No, absolutely. I was just thinking exactly what you said, is that she would want us to put into practice what she taught us over so many inspiring episodes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So maybe... Um, I guess where we can take this discussion and it, it will evolve as we go. Cause we'll just be speaking about our friend and colleague as we've known her. Um, but I guess we can discuss, uh, we could, uh, a good place to start is what um, not only Dr. Uh, and Yurai used to give us as, as advice, but the general um, advice that we can discuss about dealing here we are in this situation. Three of us have lost someone that was close to us. How do we deal with it? How do we start? I think it's very subjective. I think that's the main thing to understand about grieving and loss is that it's unique to each person. And 
we all deal with it differently and we have to find what works for us and what we're comfortable with. And that goes in terms of like a timeline as well. You know, you can't impose any structure on loss and how you deal with that loss. Hmm. I think that's such a big deal because we all, I often see it whenever, whenever there's loss like this, you see people say, but how can you do that? How can you do this while you're grieving? Or how can you do this while you're mourning? And I think it's such an important point that we all mourn differently, right? We all have different ways of dealing and grieving and we shouldn't try to impose our own way on other people. No, absolutely. I mean, you can draw, you know, especially when it's like sudden, like in this case, and so unexpected. Um, I think it also takes a while to register that that person is gone. Um, it doesn't necessarily like, I mean, it hits you, but it does hit you. If you know what I'm trying to say, like it hits you, but you haven't processed yet. Um, I mean, I often still think, oh, let me ask Dr. Nirai, let me just pop her a quick message. Um, or what would Dr. Nirai say to this? Because she always had such an inspiring outlook on things. And often when we used to have these podcasts and we were giving advice or discussing a topic and I would give my input and then Dr. Nurai would jump on and I would like feel, oh, wow, why didn't I think of that? And often she would say, well, I think the same. You jump on and I think, oh, why didn't I think of that? So I think, I mean, we, we work really, really, really well together and that makes a relationship very special. And I, for myself, focusing on what, she gave to me and how she enriched my life as I know she did on for you guys and so many of our listeners for me that helps me yeah um I wanted to ask about um what to say in this kind of situation so as much as I'm hurt by this and I know all of us are there were people that were even closer than we were to her, her family, her closest friends. Um, I know that's something that I always struggle with. I don't know what to say. I don't know. I can see someone hurting when they're dealing with this grief or this mourning. And I guess this applies to many other situations where you're going to come across people who've lost someone. What can we say? What can, sometimes just the word condolences just doesn't feel like enough, you know? I like, I mean, I understand. I, I myself, and I do this all the time, find it like really, really difficult to find the right words that have not become cliches. And I think sometimes just saying, when you're ready, if you need, I'm here for you, you know, and just sometimes silence. Sometimes people just need a hug or a presence next to them. You know, I always think of that, um, Pooh Bear and um, and his friends just saying sometimes all we need is someone to just sit next to us in silence and perhaps hold our hand. 
How do you feel about um, when it's okay to start talking about the person again with their loved ones? I think, again, I think we must be very sensitive to people's process and timeline and just gauge it individually and generally let them lead the conversation if you're not absolutely sure and take your cues from them or even just openly say, again, when you're ready to talk, um, she was a really really big part of so many people's lives and and leaving it open for them to perhaps come forward hmm. but i think the i don't know you know it depends on the individual some people prefer to mourn in private others find comfort in talking about the person and sharing their lives their experiences and just voicing the loss and voicing the emotions. I mean, I had one patient that I was working with and um, she lost someone totally unexpectedly and suddenly, and it had been her husband for decades. And, you know, she really, she came, well, somebody advised her to talk to somebody about her grief because her main emotion was actually anger. She was really, really cross. And of course, with that comes the guilt. But some people do feel that way. So that's why I say grieving is so personal. You know, you can have an instance when it's almost like a relief when somebody goes. There are times when you can feel angry. um, And sometimes you just feel numb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. Um, taking the cue, I think also in one of the one of the the mental wellness episodes that we've had in the past, I, I think it was really or what I, I can't remember obviously the exact wording, but I think what I took away from it when we were discussing grief was we kind of get caught up in our heads about what we should say or what we must say, but it's not about that. It's not about us, and in this kind of situation that you're describing, I like that. Take the cue from them. It's, it's not up to you to fix things or to, to be the person that says the magic words. Your role is just to be there. So if they're speaking, they're talking, they're expressing themselves, you're taking the cue from them. If they don't want to talk and they want to be quiet, then it's okay. We'll just be quiet and we'll sit together. Yeah. Um, and sometimes was... just making a cup of tea for them or taking mm. care of those um, day-to-day practical needs because if you can take away things like having to cook look after children what whatever their responsibilities might be because it's the last thing you feel like yeah Mm, and you know everybody as the moment it happens everybody's there but then a week goes by couple of weeks, a month, yes, we do have memorial services and that, but sometimes people need that support from who's close to them on a, on a longer time frame to give them that space to recover. 
or find their feet, I should say. And I mean, we're talking about other people, but then how do we, how do we take care of ourselves and our own mental health now that you, this devastating thing has happened? You've lost someone that you care about. You know, What's- I always feel this is just, as I said, this, this topic is so subjective. We all experience it uniquely. I always feel that a death, especially a sudden one, is harder on those who are left behind to deal with it. And for me, another way of coping and helping is to think, would that person want me to um, be almost destroyed by they not being there anymore? And that to me helps me because I almost do it or, or pull myself together or try and function as best I can or process in a healthier way as almost a, a tribute, a gift to the person we've lost. Hmm. Yeah. You okay there, Phil? You're very quiet. It's just a tough conversation, man. Um, but yeah, I'm here. Um, I was actually loading it up. Um, I think one of the um, messages I received, I think I shared I shared part of it with Dan, but we, we never actually discussed it on the show. But it, it highlights the impact that obviously the person we're talking about, Dr. Nurei, but as you guys said, so I think one of the beneficial things is just remembering some of the good moments with with those people when dealing with grief, there was someone who messaged us um, almost a year ago now. And they were really in a, in a tough spot. They were struggling with work. They were struggling. I think they even, they emailed us. We might've read the email on the show. I can't remember if we did, but they were basically like, um, I used to be the provider of my family. I lost my job. I'm struggling. Um, I'm dealing with ideation because uh, I'm struggling to find purpose. Obviously Zimbabwe is a tough place to, not only just try find work, but to be jobless, especially when you have responsibilities and people are leaning on you. And this person was dealing with a lot and we convinced them to go see Dr. Nyerai. And not only did Dr. Nyerai give them counseling, but she gave this person money for groceries. Um, and when I found out about this, um, I offered to, to, to replace her money. She was like, no, no, this person needed it far more than I do. Um, and we're able to provide some support with this person and ongoing counseling. Um, and they saw the doctor a couple of times and I, I, we even managed to get them some meds, if I'm not mistaken. And this was just about three weeks after she passed on. This guy messaged me and said, um, hey, Phil, I just thought to let you know I finally got a job. I'm now working with company X uh, with a very nice position. Um, and I'm running the new division. Thank you for what you and Dr. Nerai did for me when I felt like giving up. She was the person I would have called when I got the offer, but it is what it is. Hey, hope you are having a good day and have a happy weekend. And I remember like when I got that, I just burst out into tears because I think that signified the positive impact that the doc had. I've got a phone full of messages like that. Um, and 
I think that's why it's been so tough for us to even like continue the segment because we're like, how? <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but like going back to what, what we've all said is um, when we were dealing with it, our, our listeners really did um, show up for us and they really did show up for the doctor's family, which I, I truly am grateful for, especially when we put the call out. I mean, I think within a day and a half, two days, our listeners had raised everything that was needed, um, which was really humbling. Um, and that's been great. So um, to speak to what you've been saying, Dr. Now, like, it's like our listeners, they, they listen to this show and they follow advice. It's very, they did a great job. Um, sadly, none of them came to babysit my non-existent kids, but you know, that's neither here nor there. But yeah, <laughs> thanks a lot, guys. But how inspiring is that? How inspiring to have a life that was so lived in such a worthy, generous, altruistic way. Mm. That's the legacy that she left behind for all of us. I mean, how humbling and how inspiring at the same time. Mm. Absolutely. Indeed. Well, I mean, I, I I know there's plenty of people who are listening who feel the same way that they, you know, uh, we uh, we got so many messages, and uh, we ha- we spoke a little bit about them when we did a tribute episode of the podcast shortly after she died. Um, but yeah, look, um, I find myself um, like whenever thinking of memories and so on. I'm in a space where I smile now. And I think that's a, a, a good space for me. Maybe not everyone else has gotten there, but uh, um, it wasn't like that initially, you know? And I guess that's kind of the hope where, where you're sad the person's not there, but the memory of them makes you smile. Yeah, that's fantastic. And, you know, something like your own personal tribute or memory box, you know, whether mm-hmm. you write something if you're the person who likes to write or choose a song that reminds you of them or put some items, pictures, anything, and create a a memory space that, like you say, as time progresses, it makes you smile. It's sort of, it's, it's a different feeling, like your heart hurts, but it almost hurts with joy mixed in with it. Yeah, sort absolutely. of recognizing the the privilege we all had to be to have our lives touched and our hearts touched by a person like her. Very cool. Well, um we will do our best as we go to um provide help where we can and uh um for those who are listening i want you to know that uh, dr Nell was very quick to say listen guys if you need me for anything if there's anyone who has any issues please don't hesitate and, and we appreciate that very much thank you very much dr. oh i Nell. can sit very quietly next to you i don't is that i don't think that's possible eh mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't think that's possible <laughs> I, I also want to take. I also want to take this opportunity to to mention Wired Love and Thrive, of course, which is the organization that uh, uh, Dr. Nurai was uh, very intrinsically involved in. 
uh, and that was behind a lot of the mental wellness help that was we were giving out to people. Um, yeah, I guess shout out to them. I don't know what else to say. Shout, shout out, out to me. I'm here for you guys. You know, that's what we do. We're a family and we pull together and we carry on. And as I say, we carry Excellent. on in Dr. Nurai's honor as well. It's her legacy. We need to keep it going. Hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, well, look, this is a difficult conversation to have. But um, I guess somewhat necessary. Indeed. And I'm uh, sure the, the listeners love to hear how things are progressing and what's beyond... Yeah. Um, well, what's what's ahead for what she loved so much and mm. what she put her heart, soul, and wow, resources mm. into. Mm, definitely. Definitely, definitely. Um, I mean, going going forward, we're still trying to figure out what to do with the segment, but um we we've obviously let you know and we've let the team at Wide Love and Thrive know that we're always willing to assist wherever we can. Um I think th- this episode is a part of it. Um and this conversation is not only to help people that were grieving um, the dog, but anyone who's dealing with grief. Because um, sadly, um, more and more, uh, anecdotally, I'm seeing more and more stories or I'm knowing more and more people that have passed away, either due to health um, complications or due to suicide, because um, it's tough out there. Um, and people really are struggling to find resources. People really are struggling to find assistance. Um, and I think one, one thing that we've mentioned many a time is I know for a fact, Dr. Nirai saved literal lives. I, 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 I've seen it myself, like literal lives were saved. This message that we just read was an example of that. That was a literal life saved. Um, and that resource has never gone away. If anyone does need help or anyone does need assistance, if anyone does need someone to talk to, just reach out to us, reach out to Dr. Nell. She's very easy to find on the socials. Reach out to the Wired to Love and Thrive team. We'll always be here to help. Because um, ultimately, that's the that's the whole reason um, we started Mental Wellness Mondays, is to provide resources to people. Um, because you don't have to be alone or you don't have to deal with it alone. And wherever we can, we'll try help. So, yeah. I mean, times are very tough right now. And maybe... Um, outside of the stuff we've discussed in previous episodes, I think for me, anecdotally, I think this is probably the toughest things have been just like in terms of the external circumstances in, in the country or even outside the country, like with the cost of living being what it is, um, being productive, dealing with the lack of electricity, the lack of amenities, the political uncertainty and everything that that, that entails. So, I think if you definitely need help or you're struggling to deal with it, and I think now's a great time to um, reach out um, and always, if you can go back to our previous episodes, like see what you can do with regards to meditation and what, and mindfulness, see what you can do with regards to trying to stay fit, trying to find things to focus on, um, focusing on what you can control versus what you can't uh, and just trying to be a better person. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Outside of that, Doc, what what Ama Piano and Koma are you listening to these days? Well, what's what's really what's really buzzing through your speakers on the weekend? <laughs> oh, I don't. Um, 
I am on a um, memory lane journey. I was recently at a school doing some, I was the guest for a few days and oh, nice. their school play was Mamma Mia. So I have oh, been God, driving God. around with ABBA blasting out of my car radio and just mm. generally walking around making a nonsense of myself because I am not a good singer. <laughs> I remember once um, we had done a staff choir where I was working. And I remember just before the main performance, the choir conductor saying to me, oh, and by the way, Olga, please remember to lip sync and not actually. Ah, uh, <laughs> ah, wow, wow, that is, wow. Wow, that is, that is not nice. Shame. That wasn't nice. <laughs> we see, would have enjoyed That's why we have to saying. keep working on internal validation and not external validation because the Olga in the shower knows that she's an exceptional singer. <laughs> you know and what? Singing makes you feel good. It really does. It, it releases endorphins. So even small things like that can help. It does indeed. Especially just, if it's just, ABBA. So what, what's your favorite uh, ABBA song? What's your favorite ABBA song, Doc? Mamma mia, hey? Of course. <laughs> Here we go again. Dan, <laughs> I, I've got a guess. I've got a guess. Let me see if I'm correct. Dan, what's your favorite ABBA song? Uh, Does I mean, your I mother say know? Mama Mia, but no. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Mamma Mia. <laughs> What? Well, okay. <laughs> what? What was your guess? You you struck me as a you you struck me as a dancing queen. I think he was a dancing queen. Dan strikes me as a dancing queen. Mm. I think my dancing actually, equals my singing. I actually, actually dis, dislike that that song. <laughs> uh, yeah. Dancing queen. I don't know, Doc. Is there anything else that you you think that um, you'd like to discuss that would benefit our audience? Um, You know, I uh, think in tough times, okay, we've been so conditioned by marketing, advertising, everybody's trying to sell us things all the time, right? And I think we lose sight that, although, of course, I'm not saying money's not important. Money's important, and, you know, taking care of your um, living expenses, your children's expenses is important. But there's a lot that a lot of things we can do that don't involve money. And I think sometimes we forget that time is probably the most precious gift that we can give to anyone, young, mm-hmm. old, in between. And and small little things can bring so much joy and so much pleasure, you know, whatever that might mean to you. The laughter that we share, um, the silliness sometimes. Um, and it's the small things. And it's like, get off your phone, get off your devices and get out there. Or 
make some popcorn and watch a movie together as a family and then discuss it. You know, so there's so much that can be done. Um, mm. And I think social connections, whether it's with friends or family or your own children, are just so, so, so important. And I do have concerns about the role of technology. To me, it's such a double-edged sword. There's so many benefits, things like certain podcasts mm. <laughs> that are so uplifting and so valuable and, like Phil said, have actually changed, saved and changed lives. Um, yeah. But there's also a lot of mindless scrolling that's pretty meaningless. I'll sit three. <laughs> Read a book. And that's, if you don't like reading, reading to others is great fun. I've been mm. doing some book readings for children. I think that's the only thing Dan and I can read is children's books. <laughs> all right. All right. Definitely. I think those are, obviously those are great reminders. It's just, we get so caught up in day to day, the usual every day. Na, 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 na. So survival mode, survival mode. I think that's it. And, and, and something about Zoom, but anyway, let me not, let me no, not be but negative. It's true. Negative. I, I was told the other day by a group of South African experts who were here looking at mental health and wellness. They said that we have a country who is functioning on fight or flight mode. I knew it. Hmm. Not I me. knew this is wasn't not just the expert, me. But this is mm. what they said. And I think it's true. I think a large percentage of people are that. And of course, you know, emotions are catchy, hey? Mm. Mm -hmm. Laugh. People will laugh with you. Mm. That's that's what I try and do because obviously, like all you have to do is take one trip to any intersection in Harare to know that our our country's in fight and flight mode. So what I normally do is I laugh at all the bad drivers to try and, you know, lift the mood but somehow it it always seems to make people more upset you know maybe yeah, I'm I, I, from now on i will point at people to let them know that i want to laugh with you and then i'll laugh <laughs> as loudly as i can yeah that's a good and, uh, yeah. hopefully that will improve uh, their mood yeah i'm not quite sure that means it's gonna try <laughs> start with just a smile and no pointing <laughs> What about just pointing and then later a smile? <laughs> and, and, and accept that people will cut in front of you and just leave 10 minutes earlier and be courteous. Mm -mm. Anyway. I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm just going to take your advice, Doc. I'm not even going to fight you on that. I'll try. You know, it's, it's a little hard, but I'll try. Good. I'll try. Good. Rewire those brain pathways into new, <laughs> relaxed, chilled. Mm. Oh, yes, actually, yes. Play ABBA really loud and sing to it and see what people think at intersections. <laughs> but really loud. Or something really boring and old fashioned like Neil Diamond, you know, one of the big names that are at least 30 years old. Uh, you know, Dad. Actually, the next we outside segment, we have to go, Doctor Nell. We have to. This, this, mm. this will be fun. This, this will be great. What <laughs> songs for mental health? Feel good. Feel good. 
the ones that at <laughs> weddings get everybody on that dance floor. Come on, those ones. Have those in your car playlist. Definitely. Done and done. All right. All right. Well, Dr. Nell, thank you very much for taking time out of your busy radio schedule. Mm, she, we're part of the rollout. We're part of the rollout. We're just the first stop on, on, on many. <laughs> uh, maybe, we, you know, in conclusion and on a slightly more serious note, seeing as mm-hmm. I will be speaking shortly on children's mental health, perhaps that's what we should mention. It's children and loss and grieving because they're also affected. And mm. sometimes with the best of intentions, we try and with, you know, our efforts to protect them. Um, it's not exactly helpful. So let them also take the lead and create a space where they feel comfortable addressing their fears because it is scary for them. They don't, not all of them have a cognitive capacity to understand what's happening to them. So open conversations and create an atmosphere where children can also grieve and talk about their losses. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Yeah, I think that, I think that's yeah. a really important thing. There was a TikTok that was doing the rounds um, a week or two ago about this very emotionally intelligent child who was explaining like, no, when you do this, it makes me sad and I don't like being sad. And I think that was refreshing because uh, no, normally the, the children content on, on social media is, is not that positive. But it was also, as you've mentioned, is like giving children a space to not only learn how to express, but to moderate and feel their feelings um it makes it makes for healthier humans all around yeah and teach them those you know healthy coping mechanisms you know doing something with a child making a memory box for them it's something that they will probably treasure and enjoy having little rituals and ceremonies that are significant to them um it can help them process and also help them name how they feel because, you know, when we overwhelmed by those really big emotions like grief, you have to kind of peel back the layers and help them work out that possibly part of their process is fear-based. Because as I say, it's, it's very scary. We don't know, you know, change is scary at best. This kind of change that can't be reversed is, can be terrifying. So, help them to understand and express and talk about and that it's okay to say I'm angry or I'm, you know, uh, I'm, I'm, I don't know, really sad or I just want to be in silence, you know? Yep. Anyway, yep. guys, thank you for having me. I hope it helps. No, th- thanks for thank joining you. us. Thank Dr. you for the and wisdom. Yes, please, listeners, keep writing in and, you know, pass messages on to me and I shall do my best to respond to as many as we can. Perfect. Sounds good. Thank you so much for joining us, Doc. Just just to make sure, where can they get hold of you on the social medias? Just Google Dr. Olga Nell or Olga Philippa Nell and they'll find me. Hey, I legs. tweet occasionally, not often. <laughs> but yeah, Instagram, Facebook, <laughs> website I'm there thank you so much for joining us Doc we really appreciate it pleasure and as usual guys guys. 
speak Thank soon. Thank you so much. As usual, guys, you can find us on twobroketumbos.com. We uh, are there on the socials across most of them. Uh, you can just search for Two Broke Twimbos, uh, and uh, you can still go to twobroketumbos.com forward slash help if you want to find some uh, mental wellness help. Uh, we will help where we can. All right. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Thank you.